This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, nerd. Are you ready to launch 105th Expedition into Nerdum? Preparing for launch. Queuing bitchin' rockabilly track. Priming engines. Plotting course through 2020's most horrifying experiences. Unencrypting databases on horror. Thrillers. Killers. Paranormal. Launching ANS in 3. 2. 1. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is David. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. All right, so we got another special edition of the show. Uh, we are going to be doing our annual horror movie preview. Uh, this is going to be us previewing all the upcoming movies coming out in 2020. Horror movies, that is. Yes. Uh, so, before we do that, though, we've been pretty much off our regular format for the last, like, Three weeks? Four weeks? Yeah, Pretty much all the Hollywood. So we've got some catching up to do with a lot of news. Um, it's been pretty slow, though, over the holidays. But this week, everything kind of like blew up again. Mm. So we want to go ahead and you know bring some of the news to you guys. But we're going to do it in a different fashion. This is going to be a new segment that we're trying for 2020. Um, it might suck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. But it's going to be our news blitz. Um, we are going to go ahead. We're going to try to shotgun through these news stories. Also because we're previewing 18 movies. So time's a little limited. Um, give our opinions quickly, which is sometimes hard for us to do. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know that. Um, but we're going to use the rating system. And we're going to change it every time we do this. <laughs> <laughs> Just to kind of liven it up a little. Um, so either the story could be a Vader story which is a story that we're super excited about, or it's going to be a Jar Jar story, which pretty much means it's the drizzling shits. Hopefully so, this segment will be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hate this segment, let us know. If you love the segment, let us know. Before we get into the news, if you're liking what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you enjoy most. We're on everything. And while you're at it, help further support the show by giving us a five-star review. Yes, let's get into the news. Every week we collect the biggest headlines and rumors in Nerdum. We are not mild-mannered reporters, we are mere podcasters with opinions. Alright, so let's jump right into the news blitz. Uh, first story up, which I actually think it's probably the biggest story that we've gotten in the last month. Mm -hmm. uh, the next Star Wars movie is reportedly set in the High Republic era. Which means it's going to take place several hundred years before the Skywalker saga. Um, a lot of fans were kind of disappointed because I think everyone was kind of clamoring for an old Republic story. Uh, it also sounds like they're going to be getting away from the trilogy format. They're going to be going more of an MCU style where, you know, it's just kind of a continuation or chapters, if you will, of the story. Um your thoughts, Christian? Vader or Jar Jar? It's a little bit of both. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on Vader because this this is a realm where they can finally do whatever they want with characters unheard of completely. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, there's a lot of people speculating that it could be Yoda's storyline, kind of like seeing him as a younger well, and he going would forward. Be the only face yes. that we would write. That I mean, would we be don't basically recognize. We right. don't know if the other alien races, what what other ones we could possibly run into. 
there's probably going to be a couple, but I'm hoping, for the most part, what I want from another like Star Wars film is just something brand new. Just yeah. give me something new. That's what this is going to give you. But what I was saying with Yoda, that would be the only possible yes. character, returning character that you could get in the series. Mm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this a Vader just because I feel like it's something brand new and fresh, like you mm-hmm. said. Um, it's unexplored territory, so there's going to be a, a lot less expectations, at least. Um, I just hope that they map it out a lot better than they did with the you know sequel trilogy. Yes, I'm hoping that they, they do take some time to plan and map things and don't use this type of format as an excuse for, well, we can just throw in random stories and make whatever we want just very short and quick crap whenever we want for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm also... I want the continuity, but I don't want them to be scared to explore different stories as long as they all, you know, have that connective tissue yes. somehow. You know, very similar to the MCU films. So, yeah, just don't judge her it, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't judge her it. All right. So moving on. The director of Doctor Strange 2, Scott Deckerson, is stepping down over creative differences. He also directed the first Doctor Strange. Um, your thoughts, Christian? You know, I'm going to give it to Jar Jar mostly because he does have some horror background to him. Uh, we're, we are going to miss out on that. But, you know, it's what what is Marvel planning? Are, are they is their hands too much in it? You know, like, are they not allowing freedom of expression throughout this film? I mean, it is it is a multiverse film. So I understand them having some like some restraints, you know, like, oh, we don't want you to go too wild and ruin mm. some possible futures for them. So I could see that. But at the same time, I, I feel like. Maybe this director would have a little bit more of an opportunity with a sequel rather than having to do an origin film. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the mm-hmm. first Doctor Strange, um, but at the same time, I loved his previous work, um, you know, Exorcism of Emily Rose and uh, Sinister. So, and with him actually having more of a horror kind of movie, you know, with Doctor Strange uh, too, I was kind of excited to see what he would do with that. Um so, I don't know, man. I don't want to be middle of the road and already ruin the ranking system. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give it a jar job. Just because, you know, I, I'm guessing that they're probably already well into pre-production and everything. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be a step back for them. Um, I'm hoping that if what they're saying is true, that there are, like, strong horror elements in this movie. And it, seemed, it felt like this week they kind of backtracked that a little. Mm-hmm. Um but if that is the case where there are horror elements that they find someone who's familiar with the genre then um so if, if the man wasn't so busy i would say reach out to james wan absolutely but i mean my wan. god his hands are full <laughs> i think he's got like three different projects uh-huh. you know <laughs> right now like in the works so uh, but yeah he'd be perfect uh but yeah no I, i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna give this a jar jar because this is probably one of my like most anticipated like mm-hmm. mcu movies at least right now you know, upcoming. Absolutely. So just the whole concept and everything with the multiverse and, you know, we know that Scarlet Witch is going to be a big part of it. I know they talked about Nightmare and everything. You know, we just brought up Wanda and Vision. Yes. Slate, so. Yes. So they've got big plans. So I'm, I'm actually curious to hear what actually like the creative differences would have been. Because I would feel like Scott would just be willing to do, okay, man, hey, whatever, it's MCU, I'll do whatever you want, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, but hey, whatever, it is what it is. Um, it sounds like he is staying on as a an executive producer. So, um, all right, so moving on. DC's Blue Beetle has a series in development for HBO Max. And that's really all we have, um, you know, detail-wise. Uh, 
What say you, Christian? I'm gonna give it a Vader, just on the pretense that I'm hoping that it gets a HBO quality, you know, series. You know, I don't know the pretenses of what HBO Max is going to be throwing at its shows that are original to it. Yeah. But I'm hoping they give it that HBO quality, you know, amount of money and stuff. Something that we're almost near the level of Watchmen. That would be great for Blue Beetle. That would be awesome. All right. So I'm also going to go ahead and give this a Vader. Um, pretty much for the same thing that you were just saying, you know, with the quality of the show that I know that, it, you know, HBO likes to put out there. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, HBO Max is that same quality. I, its service hasn't dropped yet, right? That's no, supposed to be later yet. this year. Think, uh, April or May. Yeah, so hopefully they're not just, like, putting out content, mm. and, you know, just for content's sake. Um, and I think it's cool that they're going to be doing, you know, these, like, DC properties. Because there's also been other rumors for other shows. Mm. Uh, which seems weird with the whole, you know, we have our own, you know, streaming oh, service. Oh, that just breeds for, doom for that service. Yeah, so. right? It feels like they're going... Because there, there was that report that, yeah, we've got our own service, but at the same time, we're willing to sell different properties or put out different properties on other streaming services just to get that money that i think that's what they originally why watchmen ended up being on hbo mm-hmm. so um but with blue beetle you know that just opens up you know a can of worms like where we see other dc characters um get their own shows possibly um i'm also curious to see if it's going to either be like ted cord that they're focusing on or if they do like the newer version of the character with like jamie reyes um, you know, I really like Ted a lot. I feel like they're going to go younger, though. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to want to probably do Jamie, um, especially with, like, all the tech the suit has and everything. Ted's just kind of like a guy in a, in, you in know, a costume. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> and spandex. So, um, yeah. And I, there's a lot more mythos with, like, Jamie and everything and, you know, his powers. So... They'll probably go that avenue, but maybe Ted will get to be like a mentor or something. Who knows? So, but yeah, no, I'm going to give it a Vader. Another pretty big story that came out is uh, Thor Love and Thunder is in talks with Christian Bale for a possible role. Christian, Vader or Jar Jar? Uh, I'm going to give it five Vaders. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to see Christian Bale in the MCU universe, but I just don't know what the fuck he's going to play. Yeah. You know? So, okay, so some rumors are Beta Ray Bill, uh, Baldar the Brave, uh, Gore the God Butcher, which is a fucking metal-as-fuck name, um, and Dario Agar. Um, I might be mispronouncing that. That's a recent uh, Jason Arians um, character hmm. that he introduced. Um, I'm hoping out of all those characters that maybe he does Beta Ray Bill, um, but secretly, I just want uh, Christian Bale to play uh, Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. so <laughs> which would make no sense in this movie, probably. <laughs> um, I'm sure they could find a story reason for him to show up, but I think Christian Bale would be a fantastic Doctor Doom. I mm-hmm. really do, uh, and I really hope that's like that's the big bad for like this phase in the MCU. Uh, but it sounds like they're probably going to do, you know, one of these characters. Um, they're already saying that it's a mocap character. So, um, he's going to be in a silly suit with mm. fucking, you know, what, like the little ping pong balls yes. taped <laughs> all over him. Uh, I feel like he would have been better fit for like a captain America film or something like that. You know? Yeah, we'll see. And maybe this was like, outside of the box enough to get like him interested mm-hmm. it feels like he's definitely an actor who wants a challenge i don't think he's ever done mocap 
I can't I can think, think of a of, role, yeah. right? So maybe no, that he usually was... just gets his body into whatever position he needs it to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I'm going to become Beta Ray Bill. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Two tons of steroids later. Um, yeah, no, I could definitely see him wanting the challenge of doing like a mocap role and everything. So. Um, yeah, man. Beta Ray Bill. I feel like they've been teasing that like throughout. There's been tons of little Easter eggs and everything. Is that too many Thors in one movie? <laughs> no, we've had that before, though. I guess. You know, I mean, that's kind of like the lineage of Thor, you know, in the comics, at least. So we've seen it. So why not? Why not? It'll be fun. Um, all right. So I'm definitely giving that a Vader also. All right. So last but not least... Star Wars Rebels sequel series reportedly in the works for Disney+. Plus. Hell yeah, man. I totally give it a favor. You know, um, I enjoyed what they did, uh, what Dave Filoni did with the past uh, Rebels series and everything. Uh, we're actually, uh, me and my girlfriend are going back and watching um, Clone Wars right now. So it's, I love his work and I'd like to see what else he's going to do with the story. Yes, I, I really am interested in see where he goes with, you know, Azra's story. It seems like it's probably most likely going to be, like, the search for Azra. Um, you know, I'm sure Ahsoka will be a big part of it mm. and Sabine. So I believe those are the only two characters, spoilers, who are left, like, standing after Rebels. So, um, but yeah, sky's the limit and everything. Ahsoka's been having, like, a pretty big year. You know, with, with Clone Wars mm. coming out, um, the new season, I think in February. Don't quote me on that. Um, and then, you know, she got a little Easter egg in Rise of Skywalker. So, um, so First Order Transmissions, and this is where the story is coming from, um, is reporting the series is actually slated for sometime this year. I don't even know how that's possible, right? That sounds like a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, because those shows take a while mm. to produce. So unless it's been in the works for a while and they just kept it completely, you know, it's probably the under wraps. exact same team as if they were working on um, the Clone Wars and they just said, hey, let's just go back to the Rebels and keep going. They did surprise everyone. Mm -hmm. Was it like a year ago, right, when they announced Clone Wars, yeah. you know, the final season? So, I mean, it could be a case of we've been working on both shows simultaneously. So, I mean, that is a possibility. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm all on board. Definitely a Vader from me. All right, Christian. So was that segment like totally Vader or totally Jar Jar? <laughs> I'm going to give it Vader for now. <laughs> but later when I'm editing, I'm totally going to be saying Jar Jar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we keep it. Maybe we don't. Who knows? But we've got a lot of shit to cover. So let's move on to our 2020 horror movie preview. All right, so just like 2019, 2020 is jam-packed with horror, um, and we're fucking elated about it. Yes, plenty of screams to go around. So, uh, now, the first two movies that are actually on our list are actually currently in the theater right now. So, we're not going to preview them, because we're going to review them next week. Uh, that would be The Grudge. Um, which is getting fucking horrible reviews right now, <laughs> but we're gonna see it anyway because yes. we're troopers. And then Underwater. Um, I'm really looking forward to that movie. So looks like aliens, you know, in the ocean. Yeah, exactly. You know, but alien underwater. Yeah, but we'll talk about we'll talk about both of those next week. So, uh, so let's move on, man. Yeah, starting up, we have the turning. May I ask 
how the parents died. Oh. Oh, Miles! Nothing should have to suffer. It's not that simple. I don't go in that part of the house. Why not? Don't wanna. A young governess is hired by a man who has become responsible for his young nephew and niece after the deaths of their parents. A modern take on Henry James' novella, The Turn of the Screw. And this comes out January 24th, so not too far from now. Yeah, like in two weeks, Jesus. This is directed by Floria Sigismonde. What are you than me? <laughs> um, they've directed several episodes of Handsmaid's Tale, Daredevil, and also did the movie The Runaways. Oh, it's the movie The Runaways. Yes, I just assumed. Yeah. <laughs> I just assumed it was the series. Um, so it seems like a bunch. Of, a nanny takes on two asshole kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. You know, I actually thought the trailer was pretty effective. Um, it might have shown a little too much. Um, but it looks creepy, you know, especially for a PG-13. It looks like it's going to be kind of your glass, your classic, like, ghost story mm-hmm. type film. Um, but, I mean, the cinematography was good. I have heard nothing about this movie until I saw the poster in the theater, like, last week. Um, while seeing Rise of Skywalker for the second time. <laughs> so, uh, I love Finn Wolfhard. Uh, he's becoming an awkward teenager, and I'm digging it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, I, I really don't have much to say. I'll definitely check this out. I I liked a lot of elements, but at the same time, I wasn't convinced by what I saw from the actors in this so far. Really, I don't know. It's, everyone felt like they were phoning it in. Even the uh, little girl, I thought the little girl was good. Even the little girl was just kind of like... Brooklyn Prince? Yeah. Okay. You know, the Angry Birds 2 fame. <laughs> oh. Sure, Christian. <laughs> Big fan, are you? Yes, big fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. Okay, well, fair enough. You know, I guess I'll be seeing this by myself. That's cool. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll consider it, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's not like you have a podcast or anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always a little skeptical of PG-13 horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's ingrained in me, even though there's plenty of movies out there that prove the stereotype wrong. So, and it's a ghost story, so PG-13 and ghost stories always work. You know, there's not an issue. It's not like you have to deal with a lot of, like, blood and gore with ghost stories. So, and this looks like it's going to be a good mystery. Mm. So, I'm on board. Jesus Christ, there's a lot of horror movies coming out in January. That's not usually a good sign. Studios like to throw a lot of shit in January that they feel like they're you know it's not any good and they you know they just have to release it to release it well I hope Uh, these are good (laughs) I hope so too (laughs) um so next up is Gretel and Hansel January 31st there's something wrong here but it's so pleasant where are all the animals and where does she draw milk There's a storm coming. This is your power. To see what is hidden and to take it. (laughs) 
A long time ago in a distant fairy tale countryside, a young girl leads her little brother into a dark wood in desperate search for food and water, only to stumble upon a nexus of terrifying evil. And this is directed by Oz Perkins, um, and it stars Sophia Lills um, from It fame, and also the creepy lady from Star Trek Nemesis, um, <laughs> Alice Cringe. I think it's Cringe. Cringe? Cringe? Sure. I said cringe. Sure. She's fucking creepy, man. <laughs> yeah, she is. I think it's because there's no eyebrows. I'm sure that's just both <laughs> characters ha- happen to have that in common. I'm sure she has eyebrows uh-huh. in real life, but... For some reason, both of these roles, that's the only roles I know of her. She doesn't have <laughs> eyebrows. Um, this looks fantastic to me. Um, just the cinematography alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, like how weird and stylized it is. Um, the second trailer dropped just recently. And my God, my mind was blown. I was really excited by like all the crazy imagery that we're getting mm-hmm. you know, from this. So... Um, it looks like fucking like gothic is all hell. So I'm totally excited about this. Um, but it's one of those movies where I feel like it could just be like a really good trailer and a really <laughs> shitty movie. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because that's how I was starting to feel. Like, is this just going to be like the perfect trailer for the worst movie? You know, it's like. What the hell <laughs> is that movie? that? Came- okay, so in the 90s, there was this movie that I was so excited for. Um, it had Jennifer Lopez in it. I'm trying to think who else. Vince Vaughn, maybe? And it was like, I think The Cell? Is this ringing a bell? Like an insane fucking like imagery. Like the trailers looked fantastic. And then like, I, I halfway through that fucking movie, I was ready to leave the theater. Like I was <laughs> like, I wanted a refund. Like, I mean, I, you're, you're right. It's The Cell. Is it The Cell? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was a piece of fucking dog shit. It was horrible. Like, it was just really, really boring. So <laughs> hopefully that's not the case with this movie. Uh, but it just, it does kind of remind me of the same thing where it just looks, it's so cinematic and it's just got this like stunning, like, you know, imagery and it just, I don't know, man, it, it looks like a fucking nightmare on film. So I'm all. No, it, it gives me a lot of the vibes that I got from watching like, um, the witches trailer. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a little more over the top, mm-hmm. though. So, because they just start flashing shit, um, and you're like, "What the fuck am I watching?" So, and I mean, it's a fucking Grimm's fairy tale, which they're all fucking creepy. So, yeah, man, but I can't wait for this movie to come <laughs> out. All right. Well, next up, I have The Lodge coming out on February seventh. Did you do that? We didn't do anything. We're leaving. What are you talking about? Look outside. We're stuck here. A soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. Um, This is directed by Severin Fiala (laughs) and Veronica Franz. 
No one's named like John anymore. <laughs> nope. Have you noticed that? <laughs> they used to, in Hollywood they used to change their names mm-hmm. to make it more simple, and now it's like the opposite. Like the weirder, the better. Art has won. <laughs> That's, hey man, whatever. More power to them. Uh, this has Richard Armitage from The Hobbit. Um, Riley, don't know how to say that one. Kiof from Mad Max and Alicia Silverstone from many th- projects. Especially Batman and Robin. Yes, especially Batman <laughs> and Robin. <laughs> um, I'm interested. I was totally hooked by this trailer. Yes. Um, I don't. It's one of those like ones where it could be, you know, is it the dad? Is it the is it the new girlfriend? Is it the kids fucking with her? Is it the cult? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is this trailer going? But I was super impressed. Mm-hmm. Also, it had a, a like a strong, shining vibe. It feels like it's going to be a good like psychological thriller. Um, definitely like all about like cabin fever and just, you know, being isolated in this like weird, like scenic, you know, you know, almost like postcard-esque, you know, but like completely like out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in this like wintery hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I dug it. Cause I, I was like, I, the trailer alone, you know, where I, it kind of worried me too at the same time where it's like, are you showing me too much? But I mean, there's enough there, like where they throw so many elements at you at once, where you have no idea what the fuck is going on, and that's a good thing because I like a strong mystery once again. Oh, yeah, so. Absolutely, I mean, there's points where she looks evil, there's points where the kids look evil. Yeah, so it's just like, and maybe there's a cult there, as you said. It's the dad. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> he didn't leave the cabin. Um, but yeah, no. I, I once again, I, I didn't. I knew nothing about this. You know, until like I saw this on a list of movies coming out mm-hmm. and I checked out the trailer and I was super impressed. The one thing I will say about this whole list is every movie seems very unique and different. So I dig that, you know, um, it really seems like, you know, they're thinking outside of the box. At least studios are willing to take a risk on, you know, not your typical horror fair mm-hmm. this year. No, this definitely feels like, you know, after all the success we've gotten, the last couple of years with horror, and now they're really, you know, hey, golden age, let's do this. Especially with, like, Hereditary, mm-hmm. Midsummer, you know, and The Witch. Like, now, like, it feels like people are willing to think outside of the box and, you know, take a risk. So, um, hopefully that's this. All right, so speaking of taking risks, <laughs> Fantasy Island 2020. And this movie's coming out February 14th, Valentine's Day. Oh, Really good hologram. There is only one fantasy per guest. And you must see your fantasy through. It brought her back to life. No matter what. Oh my god. That's really her. Work. This is not what I meant. What the hell is this place? People die here. All right, Mr. Rourke makes the secret dreams of his lucky guests come true at his luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. What the fuck is this, Christian? (laughs) You know, Damon, I actually like this trailer for this movie. But at the same time, I don't trust anyone that's working on this after knowing that they're all part of Truth or Dare and like Scream 4 and all that. Okay, but I mean, okay, so Jeff White- Wadelow mm-hmm. uh, is directing. He did uh, Kick-Ass, which was a damn good movie. I enjoyed Kick-Ass, right? 
Yeah, but never back down. True memorize of an, an actual assassin. <laughs> and it was and, and it was kick ass two, not kick ass one. Oh really? Okay. Okay. Um Michael Pena's cool. Yeah. I can't believe he's playing Mr. Rourke. <laughs> I peg him more as like tattoo, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and where the fuck is tattoo in this trailer? Uh, I'm pretty sure tattoo is uh I don't have her on my cast list, but it's a uh, female in this one. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, I know who the character mm. you're talking about. So, but like, okay, so I remember Fantasy Island as a kid. Like, it was on reruns. I'm not that old. But, I mean, <laughs> it was like cheesy goodness. You know, they would always have someone living out their fan- fantasy, but working out some problem at home at the same time. It was a fun, weird little show. This is nothing like that show. Um you know, this, it, it, I agree where if this was named something else, I probably, be, I might be a little more interested, but it's, it's just such a weird choice where I was like, is this really a horror movie or is <laughs> this how they decided to market it? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, especially with like Michael Pena, like I've never seen him in that kind of role, like playing the heavy, um, you know, unless you can name something. Can you uh, my what, like end of watch. I've never seen end of watch. What is that? It's, it's like a cop drama. Really? He's, he's played playing... some serious roles. He's, okay. He was in Crash? No. no? I, can't, I can't even picture him. He that. was actually a cop in Crash as well. Was he? Okay. Hey, man. <laughs> whatever. All right. To me, he's the guy from Ant-Man. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, Michael Rooker is in this. Mm-hmm. So, And I, I think he's a great actor. Um, You know, I don't know. I, he's not in the trailer, is he? No. No. So, yeah, yeah. He's going to play some fucked up character. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Um, But, yeah, no. I... It's it's got promise at least. Mm-hmm. Um, is this PG thirteen? I believe. Yes, so. it is. Um, which doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, but it's probably gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this could because it had like almost like some scenes in it that felt very like hostile esque. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're gonna play around with that, then you need to be R. I feel like you know to really like hammer home the, the yeah. Horror. It's gonna be like kills. Where they cut away Raz are about to happen. Yes, yes. Type of deal. Um, it definitely didn't feel like it was going to be like a jump scare fest, though. I will say that. So, I don't know. I don't know. Promising, I guess. Right? <laughs> We're not Vadering and Jar Jar being seen these, right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. So, what do we got next, Christian? Well, up next, I have Brahms, The Boy 2, coming out February 21st. your new friend Brahms. What are some of the things you talk about? The other families he's lived with. Want to take the doll away from him? Yes. It's just a whisper first. Something is happening to him. He knew your boy would find him. After a family moves into the Heelshire mansion, their young son soon makes friends with a lifelike doll called Brahms. Uh, this was directed by William Brent Bell. Uh, he's done The Devil Inside and Stay Alive. And then also has Katie Holmes. What the fuck happened to Katie Holmes? <laughs> hey, what? This movie looks good to me. I mean, 
what is Katie Holmes doing in this movie? I don't know. Isn't she like a, like, I feel like she's too big for this movie. I mean, I guess I haven't seen her in anything mm-hmm. in a long time. This trailer looks better than the first boy. Yes. Right? I'm kind of hoping for like, maybe like an Annabelle 2 situation where it's like, this is a much better sequel than the first one. Yeah, but the boy didn't come from like a spinoff where, it, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, I will say it looks like they put some actual time and effort into this film. It's not like just a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one did it. I don't know. Like it, it does. It feels like a completely different story than the first one. Though, yeah. Right. Cause the first one, it's the old couple and they're caring for the doll that looks like their son who's passed away, but he didn't really spoilers. He didn't really pass away. He's living in the walls. Right. Yeah. But this is a family moving to the house and the boy might be having some issues and he finds the doll and it seems like the boy might be like getting possessed by the doll maybe? Is that what you got from the trailer? I guess maybe the doll is bringing out more of the evil in the child is what I was under the assumption. Like like it's it's just like a token of evil? Like influencing him somehow? I guess. Do we have the creepy guy in the wall still, you think? I don't think so. I think this is more creating a creepy guy in the wall. Like like this is the kid becoming that creepy guy who lives in the walls. Like maybe, oh god, is that the twist at the end of the movie? Unfortunately, like, that's where I think it's going. Right. But, but at least the doll finally feels like it's more frightening of an object than it just being a doll in the house. You mm-hmm. know, that, that is attached. Because it actually seems like it's alive in exactly. certain scenes. It's, its eyes are moving. moving. It, uh, it has the mouse spider moment. Yeah, which I'm guessing is probably a dream. It's gotta guess, be. But I'd rather them throw some supernatural element to it. Especially since the marketing's all around the truth behind Brahms. There is the one um, scene where the boy is wearing, like, the doll mask. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, you know, clever. Um, you know, and, and pretty fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, this looks pretty fucking well done. I... I I might actually check this out. <laughs> Which, if you told me before I saw the trailer, I'd be like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> I don't want any part of that. And I actually own this movie, too. But, uh, yeah, I think I've watched it once. So, um, I'm just an idiot who has to buy things for no reason. <laughs> Anything horror-related. All right, well, what else is coming out? The Invisible Man. February 28th. Are you okay? Someone sitting in that chair. what I'm experiencing. You need help. Adrian is dead. I went to his house today. He's not dead. I have a pile of ashes in the box that would disagree with you. He has figured out a way to be invisible. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is coming up with the perfect way to torture you, even in death. When Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. I still think this is an interesting take. Um, I I think Elizabeth Moss is perfect for the role. Um, She looks like she's acting her ass off as usual. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not like, clamoring to see this but at the same time i think it looks good 
Um, so I'm a huge fan of James Wells' uh, original Invincible Man. Um, I love Claude Rains' performance in particular with that movie. Um, this is definitely a different take because it's told in the perspective of, you know, the victim, mm. um, you know, not the Invisible Man. Uh, I kind of dig that. It seemed like they were, with the trailer at first, they were introducing the element of, like, is this really happening? Is there really an Invisible Man? But then, like, a minute into the trailer, you realize, okay, well, there it yeah. seems to be after some effect shots and everything like that. I kind of dug that, though. Like, if they would have just stuck with that, at least for the trailers, mm-hmm. and, you know, keep you, you know, wondering, okay, is she just fucking crazy, or is this really happening? Because, I mean, my God, her ex must be a complete fucking jag-off that he invented. <laughs> <laughs> Invisibility just to haunt, like, haunt his, like, ex-girlfriend. My God. Are um, you saying you wouldn't do that? N- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had some bad axes, but no, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. You know, my thing too, like I, I thought it looked like a great trailer and everything. And I'm sure Elizabeth Moss is going to be fantastic. But there's a couple scenes in the trailer where like she's sitting there and she knows he's in front of her and she's talking to her friends and uh-huh. everything like that. And I just keep on thinking like, how difficult would it really be to overcome someone who's invisible? You know, unless they're going to like, you know, sneak up on you and just, you know, cut your throat, which they could do. But if they're going to stalk you and, like, play games like that, wouldn't really just take, like, a bag of fucking, you know, flour or, you know, uh, paint or, you know, Mm -hmm. something where you could just pour it on them and see them quickly and you could just fucking, you know, off them? Because really, right? Yeah. Unless they introduce something else, like some other power elements that he has... Like from like keeping that from actually happening, because it just feels like something you could overcome, mm-hmm. right? What if he's got like Sue Storm powers? You know, like it's like a force, force field, field or yeah. something like that. Because <laughs> unless you're like you know just gonna go ninja style and assassinate them, then yeah, you know invisibility is a fucking great power. But if you're just gonna play the long game and stalk him, stalker, you know, like prey, and I feel like eventually she could get to you. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to trust, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that they, you know, thought that through in the writer's room. I'm sure there'll be some moment where we're both going to say like, why didn't she just like bat him? Yeah. If she knew where he was. Especially like that scene, if she knows he's sitting right in front of her, you know, does she have a gun in the scene? Um, I think she's got some blunt object. Because I, I, the last time I saw this was when it first like came out, the trailer dropped uh, like a month or two ago. So. It just feels like something they could overcome. I don't hmm. know. <laughs> right? I mean, I just think she's flower still, on the floor. I think she's still trying to convince her friends in that scene that it exists. Yeah, I like that element. I hmm. think they should have stuck with that, at least for the first couple trailers. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I Winnell, his track record's a little spotty hmm. on his own when he doesn't have James, his buddy, with him. Um, but I... I don't know. I, I like Elizabeth Moss a lot. So, you know, I, and I love the Invisible Man. And the, I mean, even though this is definitely not the universal monster version of him. Um, so I'm probably going to end up in the theater checking this out. He could still try to take over the world. You never know. This could all be part of the plan. Get, uh, my, get my ex first. I need him to be like stark, raving mad at the end of this. <laughs> so. <laughs> and they're right. already planning um, an Invisible Woman film. Yes. Um. 
with um Oh god, what's her fucking name? She just did Charlie's Angels and pissed everyone Is off. Is it Elizabeth or something like that? Elizabeth Banks? Elizabeth Banks. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. We're not Googling today. <laughs> <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning, so bear with us. <laughs> Alright. Well, yeah, that that's odd. So they must be really, you know, expecting big things from this film if they mm. already have a sequel in the works. You know. We'll see. But they also have the whole <laughs> universal dark dark universe or dark world or whatever yeah, they're calling it we, we don't need to talk about yes that. <laughs> ended began and ended with the mummy uh-huh. <laughs> all right so what do we have next oh next we have a quiet place part two coming out march 20th Following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. This is, of course, directed by John Krasinski of The Office. (laughs) (laughs) He also directed the first film. Um, And it's bringing back the original, you know, cast, uh, you know, his family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, spoilers, you know, dad didn't make it, so John won't actually be in front of the camera. Uh, He should have made it. We both were discussing this when the trailer first dropped Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and it does have a strong Walking Dead vibe to it. Um, which I'm a little concerned about because we've already seen that kind of story been told for the last, what, like 10 years. Yeah. Um, we're going to be dealing with this like society on the brink and, you know, it's the, you know, the people are the real monsters and, you know, it's just been overdone at this point. Um, I don't know. I, I love everything they set up with the original quiet place and, how they dealt with you know these monsters and how you know it was structured to make you feel like this overwhelming sense of anxiety throughout the entire film my problem is is that gimmick enough to get you through a sequel or is that going to get old i know they're introducing this whole like okay we're you know dealing with the outside world and we're going to probably see how these other like you know people are dealing Hmm. with the same monsters and everything um but at the same time i felt like the heart of the original quiet place was the family element you know and especially like the relationship between the daughter and the father so if you get outside of that and you lose that i feel like you're going to kind of really like lose the heart of you know the movie and what made you know the first one work so well um Otherwise, it's it like 
it's like The Walking Dead with weird alien creatures. Yes. <laughs> really was, quiet, though. I was also wondering, do you think it takes off the edge now that they have a way to kill them? What? I, okay, so it was just the sound, the feedback from yeah, the... Yeah, a certain frequency, pretty much, with, can destroy their... With their hearing aid, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But are they going to be able to produce that? Not right away. The it's definitely not something that they can travel with. Off the bat, so I—I I mean, they—they still have to deal with a very real danger. And I still want to see how the fuck they got out of that situation because that, like, final scene, all those creatures are like basically, you know, mm-hmm. you know, blitzing that house. They're completely surrounded. So how the fuck did they get out of there, especially with the baby? <laughs> um, and they, once again, they still have the baby. So I, mm-hmm. I don't even understand how they're traveling with that child. I did like that they show elements of when it first happens. You know, they're going to go and do some flashbacks. Okay. I did think that was cool, but that's fine. See, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just old school where I don't even I don't even want to know, you know, part of me where I don't mind like not knowing that element, like keeping that like a mystery and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved how they kind of like told like that story through like, you know, headlines on the wall in his like basement. Um, so I don't know if I need that because I feel like it's never going to live up to your vision of it. You know what I'm no, saying? No, but I mean, if you're going to do a sequel, it's always cool to see at least some of their first reactions to what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just always, once again, I bring back Walking Dead. Mm. What was, what's the, uh, not the, what's the spinoff series? Oh, Fear of the Walking Dead? Fear of the Walking Dead. And everyone was so fucking psyched for that. And like, oh, we're going to finally get to see what it was like, you know, when this all first began. And it was like a fucking fart in church. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that still went on for many seasons. Like, I've seen this movie already. Yeah, but it, it went on because it morphed and changed. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just about that. So, um, but yeah. No, I, I'm still... You know, going to be there, you know, opening day and I'm hoping for the best. But I'm, I just have some concerns. I was really more excited when originally this was announced. They were talking about like they would just kind of tell a different story in this world. I thought that's where they were going to go. Yeah. I didn't think we we're going to be following this same family again. So I thought that was an interesting choice because it really felt like at the end of their story, mm-hmm. you know, at the end well, of the That's movie. what I wanted. I wanted a whole different family dealing with a whole different said of what was going on yeah and they could even it sounds like a lot of the elements of this could have been from a different family's perspective either way mm-hmm. like oh we're dealing with other people in society and how society works in this world now yeah you know, I, I i don't see why they couldn't have done a different family but yeah uh, i will say i love cillian uh, murphy mm-hmm. he's a fantastic actor and you know i'm just happy to see him in you know another film like this mm-hmm. so because i feel like he doesn't work enough no he he gets weird roles like he doesn't get like a lot of like big ones outside of of course anything um he's on that nolan's doing <laughs> yeah he's on that um netflix show i think was it peaky blinders oh, yes. or, right mm-hmm. um which i still haven't checked out so but yeah no so i was excited to see him having a big part of it but yeah no like i said i'll be there opening day of course but i definitely have my reservations all right so next up is a24's saint Maud. Uh, being released March 2020. Dear God, your presence graces the air, and soon everyone will see you. Hi, Umod. Yes, hi. It takes nothing special to mop up after the dying. You're prettier than the last one. But to save a soul, that's quite something. 
Bless Amanda's body and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. When you pray, do you get a response? Oh, it's like he's physically in me. It's how he guides me. My little savior. All right, so St. Maud follows a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. Um, and this is directed by Rose Glass um, and also written by Rose Glass. This seems like a fucked up head trip, man. Out of a film. <laughs> yeah, you know what it reminded me of? At least the main character. Mm. It, it reminded me of, like, what if we followed, like, Carrie's mom when she was oh, younger? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just kind of like obsessed, you mm-hmm. know, um, overly obsessed with, you know, Bible thumping and religion in general. And um, it, like like I said, A24, basically they could put their name on anything. I'd probably hand them money at this point <laughs> with, you know, all the great films mm-hmm. that they've released over the last couple of years. So um, it definitely feels like a head trip because it, it, it's one of those movies where it seems like what's real, what's not real. Mm-hmm. Um Everything seems really like cringeworthy with her. She seems super like socially awkward. Um, she's nursing this woman, you know, who's on her like deathbed, um, but she's like become just completely obsessed with like saving her soul. Um, and the woman doesn't seem like she's really a believer. Like she's almost like you know humoring her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and shit goes awry obviously from the trailer. But then there's some interesting scenes in there where it's like, okay, wait, what the hell's going on is she actually channeling something you know Mm -hmm. supernatural or is this all in her head i mean the scene with the fucking shoes where she's doing like the penance walk or whatever Mm -hmm. they call it that was pretty horrific um it it definitely feels like it's going to be a head trip like Mm -hmm. you're saying so no exactly like from even if it is she feeling stuff or even like they make the um, person she's taking care of look like she's demonic at points. Mm-hmm. Like it, I just thought, man, this is gonna be something nuts. Like, what is real and what is not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm definitely. And this is another movie just completely snuck up on me. So, um, it man, it's gonna be a strong year. I really feel like it's gonna Absolutely. be a strong year. Although we said that last year, and I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> We were disappointed almost like 70% of the time. I feel like this will be a stronger year. Yeah. Like, I mean, it feels like studios are definitely taking some risks this year. Mm-hmm. And another movie that's completely outside of the box. Antlers coming out on April 17th. small town Oregon teacher and her brother, the local sheriff, become entwined with a young student harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. The film is directed by Scott Cooper. Um, I still think this is one of my most anticipated horror films for next year so far. I agree 100%. It looks awesome. 
Um, I'm definitely interested in what this mystery is. Uh, what we got with that last trailer and what they showed, kind of like, while at points I was like, I don't want to see too much of this monster, but at the same time, I thought the monster looked fucking awesome. Yes, so. what we did see, the, mm. like, the glimpse that we got. Um, so I thought the setup was really cool with the trailer, everything that they kind of showed us story-wise and everything, with the son kind of like, you know, fending for himself. Mm. Um, it seems like he's trying to provide for his family that they might have turned into some weird supernatural beings. Um, and like, you know, it's kind of caught the attention of his teacher, Carrie Russell Felicity, um, and her brother, who happens to be a cop. Um, lots of cool visuals and everything like that. Something unique and fresh. Um, you know, it's a story that I haven't necessarily mm. seen. It, it's definitely different. Um, so, and it looked fucking creepy as all hell. I mean, just the, the monster's design, the character design was like, what the fuck am I even looking at? So, um, this looks great. All right. Next is Antebellum coming out April 24th. Hello? 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 Successful author Veronica finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. So this is directed and written by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz. Um, so I believe the trailer we got was just like a teaser, mm -hmm. which really just leaves you in the dark what the fuck is going on. I mean, it's definitely time-bending because you're kind of, it seems like it's like pre-Civil War, um, there's slaves, and then all of a sudden it feels very modern, and yeah. you're kind of like in the city and everything, and like the worlds are kind of like, they're out in a field, and then there's a fucking plane, and it just seems like the person you're following is like losing their mind slowly. So, um, and there's a creepy little girl in the background, you know, haunting the whole trailer. So, um, I thought it was effective, uh. I, once again, I'm a sucker for a mystery. Mm -hmm. I hope that's what this is. But yeah, man, I mean, it's really like a minute trailer. So it's hard <laughs> yeah, to yeah, tell. Like, <laughs> it's super short. But at the same time, I was very intrigued by everything that they were showing us. Like especially the plane flying in and out of the sky. Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming the little girl maybe is like a totem between the worlds or something. I like it. Okay. Uh, that's, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> maybe. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> there's nothing really, there's not much to this. So I'm wondering if it's, yeah, exactly. I'm wondering if it's like ancestors mm -hmm. or something. That's her connection, um, you know, or just characters in a story that she's written. It feels very Twilight Zone to me. This feels like a story mm -hmm. that could have been like an episode of Twilight Zone. Um, but yeah, no. Lord knows I don't want to show up in a field randomly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> All right, so what do we have next, Christian? Uh, up next, we have the Untitled Saw Project. Uh, coming is it out. Untitled, though? Or is it the or Organ Donor? Because that's been 
That's floating around, around, but I haven't seen anything official saying it's the organ donor. Okay. It's probably Saul, the organ donor. Uh-huh. And this has no blurb, <laughs> so we're not going to read anything. Exactly. This is directed by Darren Lynn Bosman. Um, From Repo, the genetic opera in Saw 2. Yeah, I was disappointed with that movie. Repo, have you seen that movie? I've seen it. I, I wasn't too disappointed. I think it was a little too musical. Oh, uh, so it's like, <laughs> it was so hyped up, and mm. I was really looking forward to it. I'm a huge Bill Mosley fan and everything. So, you know, when it was first announced and all the trailers I was seeing, I was super stoked. But I think it was the same thing where I'm not actually a huge fan of musicals. <laughs> <laughs> and the music in it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. So it just, I don't know, it did nothing for me. Really. No Frozen for you, huh? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, not at all. Frozen 2. That's what, the, my house has been taking uh-huh. over my Frozen 2 right now. You want to talk about a real nightmare? Fucking the soundtrack <laughs> to Frozen 2. <laughs> Non-stop, um, day and night. All right, and he also did Saw 2. Yes, yeah. so. which I really enjoyed Saw 2. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that really set off the, the whole franchise with uh, with Saw 2. What, so. do you, what do you get from this working title that they have, The Oregon Donor? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Honestly. Um, and this is, this is being produced by Chris Rock, and this is his story. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he's supposed to also star in the film along uh, with Samuel L. Jackson. Um, we have no word if Tobin Bell is also in this film. Yeah, not not even like listed without a title. Or yeah, and I'm surprised there isn't a little more like fan outrage because I feel like Tobin Bell at this point is, you know, what Robert Englund is to Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. You know, where it's hard to envision, you know, a Saw movie without him. So... You know, maybe he's really part of the film. We don't know it. I maybe they decided to go a different direction. Maybe Chris Rock. <laughs> That's my. Theory. Is Jigsaw. I just like to think that people are still hung up by the fact that it's Chris Rock running the show here. You know. I don't. He's done other things. He's directed before, I believe. Other horror? Not horror, but I mean, he's directed. Hmm. He's actually starring. Um, he's actually starring in the upcoming season of Fargo. Which is, I mean, a fantastic series. I can't recommend it enough. Um, They took like two years off in between seasons. Um, So, but the fact that he got that role and it seems like he's like the main star um, says a lot. So he must picked up his acting chops because he's never been like the strongest actor. Um, But I feel like he's a creative guy where I I have faith that he could, you know, come up with a compelling Mm. story for this franchise. I mean, I've sat through some really bad sequels recently, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to try anything because it's such a cool concept Mm. and I feel like it still works as a concept. So if he can breathe some new life in it, so be it. If anything, it's at least, you know, a a fun gore fest film. Yeah. (laughs) Watch, it's like PG-13. Oh my God. (laughs) That will be like the true outrage. I don't know why, but the title itself made me feel like think oh maybe they're trying to resurrect um uh tobin bell's character oh for some reason i was like oh they're collecting organs to bring him back like frankenstein or something yeah (laughs) yeah i didn't get that at all i don't know why it was like the first thing that came to my mind it's not a bad idea Eh, i can live with that yeah (laughs) i just want tobin bell let's uh just give me tobin bell start over start fresh he's alive again because i feel like they painted themselves in such a corner with him being dead after like the fourth film well, he could have. They could have just ended the series. Yeah, but they didn't because they like money. 
Those movies made a lot of money. Yes. All right, so another franchise is getting resurrected this summer. Uh, Candyman by Jordan Peele coming out June 12th. All right, so they don't really have a blurb for this, uh, but it's a spiritual sequel to the 1992 horror film Candyman that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. All right, and this is directed by Nia DaCosta, um, who I don't know her work at all, but I know she's got lots of acclaim following mm -hmm. her. And like I said in front, um, it's produced by Jordan Peele. Now, this one isn't missing its original villain. It's got to uh, Tony Todd apparently accredited in it, but we don't know what his role necessarily is. So they keep on going back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, at first, because uh, it also has Yaya Abdullah-Mateen, mm -hmm. um, who was just currently in Watchmen, um, and he's been in Us, and he's having quite a fucking year, right? He was in Us and Aquaman. <laughs> right. He's building a legacy. Yeah. Wow, man. Uh, but yeah, so, he, I mean, there was rumors that he was going to be Candyman. Um, but then recently, I think uh, Naya... Yes. Mark that, at least. Um, recently, Naya, in an interview, kind of, like, backtracked that and was kind of hinting that Tony Todd is actually playing Candyman. We were speculating that maybe it's a situation where, like, Tony Todd's Candyman like passes on the curse onto like Mantine's character. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just excited for anything with Jordan Peele attached. Mm. I mean, he's not directing it, but you know, he's the executive producer, so it's his vision. Um, just everything that we've seen, just with his movies, they're like packed with like social commentary and everything like that. And Candyman is just ripe for that. Um, there's definitely a great way to like modernize that story and make it really um, resonate for you know the modern audiences. No, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think this would be an interesting um, film in general. Uh, I just kind of, I kind of need a trailer at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not too far exactly. out, so I'm sure we'll be getting something shortly. I'm guessing, um, but I love the original Candyman. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's an underrated film. I think it's hurt by some crappy sequels. Um, it never really gets its just due. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite, like Clive Barker's like stories. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm I'm definitely interested. I'm kind of more interested in seeing Maytine pick up the role as Candyman after now seeing all of his works at this point. Um, he he has really impressed me as an actor lately. Um, of what he's been able to accomplish. Um, we also have uh, Monica Rambeau's actress in this. Um, from WandaVision. Oh, okay. Okay, and I don't really know much. Mm, I've seen know, her in Empire, but I don't remember her from Mad Men. Okay. But um, she's definitely a great actress in Empire. She definitely can throw out an attitude. <laughs> I totally forgot Monica Rambeau is going to be in WandaVision. Yes. <laughs> that show's going to be so fucked up. All right, we're not going to start with that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is you know definitely on my list of like most anticipated mm. horror films for 2020. All right. Well, up next, we have an Untitled Purge sequel, which should be the final installment in the franchise. All right, so this is going to be directed by Everardo Gout. Um, not too many names under his belt, but I did notice that he was an assistant director for Romeo and Juliet, which I thought was interesting, and then a film called Days of Grace. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Um, I'm a sucker for a good Purge movie. I'm not going to lie. I I don't know. It's have you seen the most recent one? I have. I've seen Election Day. That's the last one I saw. 
Um, I have not touched the TV series on USA mm. at all. Um, although it looked intriguing. Like, how do you make that into a show while, like, the movies are still going on? Um, I don't know. I just love the concept. And I always love, like, how... Just the look of the film, like how stylized they go with like the people purging with the masks and everything. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're not my favorite like <laughs> films, but they're they're a guilty pleasure, I guess. I don't know. I think every I have, I don't think I've enjoyed a single sequel so far. Really? I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of <laughs> dig them, man. I don't. <laughs> they feel like cash grabs to me. I don't know. Oh, they're definitely cash grabs. <laughs> I'm not I'm not taunting them as like high pieces of art or anything like that, but I don't know they're they're fun. I, don't, I just I like I like movies where like you're put in a situation where you have to like sit there and think like what the fuck would I do mm-hmm. if I was still and I I God nowadays it feels like we're not too far away from like the purge life <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> so um all right well we we have literally nothing but they'll probably shoot this movie in a week so i mean they're probably writing it as they film exactly because i mean even imdb still showed it as pre-production i was like well how does it come out this year in like seven months yeah right because <laughs> they usually come out in july right mm-hmm. yeah and they're pretty much just action movies at this point yes yeah, so that I mean, last one was like almost a pure action film. What, what do you remember the title of it? Um, it was like the first purge. Oh, so they were showing like it was how a prequel, it started, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll 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 see if they do a continuation of that story or if they carry on where like it was a dumb plot. They don't need to continue it. <laughs> really, it was that bad, huh? I, I it's just not for me. Okay, hey, amen. <laughs> it is what it is. I'll I'll still go see it. Um, all right. So next up, we have the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Coming out September 11th. Alright, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren try to uncover the truth behind a murderer's claim of demonic possession. By Michael Chavez of La Llorona fame. Kind of. <laughs> uh, and then that movie was, right, loosely connected to The Conjuring? Yes, it was like that one verse. where they were like, yes it is, but no it's not. Please really don't. Has... If it's good, then yes. Just yeah. <laughs> if not, forget you saw this movie. Mm. Um, so I'm a big fan of the Conjuring movies. Uh, I was super excited when they announced this. Then uh, plot details came out, and then the subtitle for the film came out, and I groaned. <laughs> um, this feels like a straight like you know, to DVD sequel. Um, even the setup with it being like part like courtroom drama, it feels like, you know, from what we're hearing, um, just from like interviews with the actors. Mm. Um, I, I guess it's a different take on what we've gotten originally, but I don't know, man. Um, I'm hoping that James Wan like passed it off to, into like good hands. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that he's not directing this, but I know he's fucking incredibly busy nowadays uh but this is such a big franchise at this point so um la llorona was not critically well received no. at all i'm not saying it was all michael chavez's fault or like i didn't see the fucking film maybe it's great <laughs> um but i don't know i don't know i'm i was super excited for this but now i'm just kind of like eh. i don't mind the change of pace i'm just hoping that's you know, a decent film. I thought it was interesting that they have casted a young and uh, 
a young version of both Ed and Lorraine, so maybe we'll see some past stuff of them. As, like, kids, or... I, I don't know if they're, like, teenagers or something. I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely hate this movie. No, I mean, it, it just... I, I have my reservations mm-hmm. with it at this point. Like, The Devil Made Me Do It. It feels like such a fucking, I don't know, B-movie title. Um... <laughs> It's okay just to call it The Conjuring 3. Mm. It really is. Uh, I don't know. People know what they're going to get with a Conjuring movie. And when you're talking about, like, courtroom and... I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, hopefully I'm completely wrong. I just... I have a bad feeling about this. No, yeah. I, I don't want the franchise to be in danger, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And they have so much, like, hinged on the franchise mm-hmm. now. Um, with like so many spinoffs with the nun and crooked man, um, mm-hmm. you know, and Annabelle, obviously. So, um, they got to keep this going, you know, at this point, it's crazy that there's only been two movies. So it feels like we're, I mean, it, I guess we really are like really six <laughs> deep, but, um, there's just been two main country movies and they've both been so strong. Mm. So I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna start turning the Conjuring into the Avengers, pretty well, much. Like, I just feel like, I, you know, when my I was thinking is like it's gonna be like what happened with Insidious once James kind of mm. walked away, or even well, I guess with Saw he was only on the one he only directed the one film, but I just have a bad feeling it's gonna go that Insidious route where like the quality of the movies are gonna go drastically down. So yeah, um, that is a huge fear. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't right. know if you saw that last Insidious film. It was fucking garbage. Well, the third one was horrible, too. So, I mean, really. The third one was better than the last one. Okay, well, I'm definitely the not going to watch. Yeah, I'm definitely not watching the fourth one, then. <laughs> so, all right. What do we have next? Um, the Last Night in Soho. A Edgar Wright film. Coming out September 25th. A young girl passionate in fashion design and mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer, but 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. I have no idea what type of film he's making at this point. (laughs) I've only seen like the teaser poster, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, I have no clue. Um, this is a straight horror movie, though, so I love Edgar Wright, and, you know, hell, more power to him. I'll definitely check it out. I mean, unless the trailer completely sucks, but I'm surprised <laughs> at this point we haven't gotten a trailer. We'll probably get a teaser soon, I'm guessing. It's yeah. September, so... Fashion design meets 1960s meets time falling apart. Sure, why not, right? <laughs> it's Edgar Wright. <laughs> it's I, Edgar I Wright. Um, but yeah, no, uh, who's it starring? Uh, we got Anna Taylor-Joy from The Witch. Um, we also have Tom, Thomasin McKenzie, uh, Jojo Rabbit. And then also Matt Smith, Doctor Who and such. It's a strong cast, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I trust I'd go right. You know, I really do. So, um, but I don't have much to say because I have, like, that description does <laughs> nothing for me. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm not picturing the horror yet i'm i'm picturing an edgar wright you know comedy romp but i don't supposedly it's supposed to be a straight horror movie but <laughs> who knows who knows what do we got next halloween kills october 16th 
The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. So this is directed by David Gordon Green and also written by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, who also did uh, Halloween 2018. Okay, okay. So, oh, and Jamie Lee Curtis is back, along with Anthony Michael Hall playing Tommy Doyle. Um, That's an interesting choice. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really hoping they'd get Paul Rudd. Um, he played him in uh, Halloween 6. He's too busy playing himself on Netflix. Right? Yeah, right? Or <laughs> planning the next, you know, phase of Marvel. But, yeah. Because yeah, Ant-Man 3 is coming out. Yep. So, and he's in Ghostbusters. He's busy. Uh, so, so, speaking of Tommy Doyle, why are these people coming back for this film? Like, why are these characters back in this world and possibly being stalked by Michael? If there's no connection to Laurie... And Haddonfield, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I well, I guess Haddonfield, there's a connection, but like, are they at a reunion and then Michael <laughs> like shows up and like slaughters everyone? Because uh, Lindsay Wallace is also supposed to be part of this. I feel like uh, Sheriff Brackett is also in this. Um, at least that's what I heard. Uh, <coughs> so, I mean, it, it feels like there's a lot of, you know, and I don't like the term, but a lot of fan service being done here. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool, but at the same time, I felt like it hurt the last movie um, where they didn't make those tough choices that they needed to make. Um, I don't even need Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie, dare I say. So I was really hoping to kind of start fresh you yes. know, with the sequel. Um, but it is what it is. You know, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, I will say, was a highlight of that last film, though. Um, you know, just her performance and everything like that and where she was at as a character but i still i don't know it it was missing what made the original halloween great which is suspense Mm. so that's why it just never really worked for me i mean i enjoyed a lot of the like reverse stalking she did at pretty much in the end of the house scenes but beyond that it was a pretty standard horror film for the time yeah, it was a little, I don't know, like it was a little Sarah Connor for me, I guess. Okay, yeah. yeah I can't see this like, you know, woman in her late 60s, <laughs> you know, standing up to Michael Myers. And I just felt like she was too obsessed with him. If there is no like family connection, you know, yeah, this killer showed up and, you know, I mean, obviously it would traumatize anyone, you know, killed, a, you know, a couple of her friends. But, like, for her to be so obsessed and, like, just, like, stalking him Mm -hmm. pretty much, like, all these years, waiting outside of the facility. To the point where it ruins your relationships with your family and everything like that. You would have thought, like, the way I would have written it, at least, would be, you know, she she has that kind of obsession, but she keeps it to herself. Mm -hmm. And then when, like, he comes back to town, you find out she's been planning this this whole time. You know, she's been, like, expecting it. And that's, that more shows that she she had that trauma, but she didn't let it rule her life, I guess. It's such a big part of the story. It's weird. I'm talking on both sides of my mouth. Like, I enjoyed, <laughs> you know, the performance, but at the same time, I just didn't need that element in the movie. I, you know, I, I get it, but it just felt weak at, like, best. And, like, I'm not a big fan of the family connection that, you know, they threw mm-hmm. in, the, you know, with Halloween 2. Um, I thought the movie, the first one was more effective as it just being a random, you know, murder spree. You know, 2018 felt like it was almost paying homage to a lot of the sequels at the same time, which was weird, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, for the fact, 
that it's like coming out and saying, oh, you know, none of those sequels matter. Even like part two doesn't matter. It didn't happen. But then at the same time, a lot of the themes and everything like that, and even the kills were kind of homages to those, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole series. It just is like, do your own thing at this point, you know, bring back what makes Michael great, but then do your own thing. Show us something new. Um, but this is definitely going to be like the Strode family, you know, story here. So yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how they also get Michael out of that basement. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be interesting. He was already gone. They didn't. You didn't necessarily know he was gone. Gone. He just wasn't at the stairs. He could okay, have been on the ground on fire. That's what they meant. I yes, I get they that. Were, but like, they would have had to abandon still a completely bit and him on the ground struggling. So she went through this whole fucking ordeal, coming up with this insane plan, and there's still a way to escape that fucking basement. Yeah, he's Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like they were better than I was just expecting more. This feels like a la- it felt like a lazy sequel. It really did. So I know I'm being harsh, but it's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for big things out of this, though. I really am. So I want to love this. I love Michael Myers, goddammit. Hey, well, you know what? If you don't like this one, there's still another one coming, like, next year. Yeah, no, right? Because <laughs> they filmed this back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So it's Halloween Kills, and, and then, then... Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends. Okay. Talk about lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween done. Like, come on. All right, so let's move on. Yes, we have Army of the Dead. Uh, Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever. God damn it, I'm in. (laughs) I don't believe you. I'm not. Um, It's a Zack Snyder film coming out uh, featuring Christiella. I love him. He's a great comedian. Uh, Dave Bautista and Anna de la Riquera. All right, um, so I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan. If you listen to this podcast, you probably know that already. Um, I like the concept, though. Mm. Um, it does feel kind of Romero. So and I dig that it's on Netflix. I hope Netflix, you know, and they do. It, they just put out whatever the fuck mm. they want now. So I hope we get more horror coming out of Netflix. We got a bunch this year, this past year, right? Um, so I don't know, man. I, I like zombie movies. Um, hopefully this isn't just like a, you know, action movie disguised as a zombie movie though. I think when zombie movies, you know, work their best, you know, their reflection of where we're at as like a society, you know, I'm a, you know, huge Romero fan. So, um, that's kind of like the standard I feel like, you know, Romero has set for these films. I think that's why they're so hard to make. Because everyone's trying to live up to that bar. So I hope that Snyder, you know, hammers that home, you know, and that's what he's honoring here. So, um, you know, that's what was great about the first, you know, couple seasons of Mm -hmm. Walking Dead. Um, But it's been done a lot. So he's got to bring something unique and fresh to, you know, the genre, the subgenre. So we'll see. I mean, a lot of reports make it sound like he's kind of like on his own. This is really going to be his vision. No holds barred, you know. Um, So no one's going to be clamoring for a Snyder cut after this film? (laughs) No, (laughs) hopefully not. But um, it really sounds like this is his kind of passion project to be working on. And hopefully he gets to put his whole self in it. And, you know, there's no 
no questions asked. This is a Zack Snyder film. There's no, like you said, people clamoring for um, a Snyder cut or anything like that. And we'll see how he handles a film on his own like this with no one pushing him or guiding him. Yeah, no studio. Because exactly. I think Netflix is like, here's all the money. Yeah. Do what you want to do. We're going to get a return either way. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're Netflix, bitches. So, all right. Well, holy shit. That's going to do it for our preview. That was a lot of fucking movies, man. <laughs> There's a lot of horror to look forward to in 2020. Yes. Um, so hopefully they're going to all be great, you know, um, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, make sure you're listening to the show. We'll probably be reviewing most of it. Yeah, um, hopefully they're not Jar Jars. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be totally Vader, man. Yeah. We're such idiots. We're never doing that segment again. <laughs> We were in a rush. Whatever. Forgive us. Um, But that's going to do it for this week. Yes. So go ahead and tune in next week. We're going to be counting down our most anticipated films of 2020. And while you wait for that next episode, make sure to check out BigHeadMedia.com. Plenty of great podcasts over there to check out. Also, you can head over to DramaCityProductions.com. Awesome place for podcasts as well. All right, and make sure that you go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we're on every platform imaginable at this point, um, and that really helps keeping a little independent podcast like us going. Another way that you can help support the show is go ahead and get your nerd swag on. Check out uh, T Public and also Wrestling Pro. Also Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, we have shirts on both sites right now. Um, go ahead and wear your nerdum like a badge. Yes, and just to tease it one more time, soon we'll have a Patreon, which will have bonus content for you to continue to support us with. Yeah, so look out for a future announcement coming soon. Yes, and remember, you can always find everything that we talk about on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's at Amazing Nerd Show. That's right. Also, tons of memes, tons of fucking upcoming movie posters. Tons of bullshit. Yes. Um, it's the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> so please follow us. Make it worthwhile. He is a social media master. He definitely posts like nonstop. By master, he means whore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the music you're hearing right now is our house DJ, Greg Brebner. Uh, check him out on Instagram and go ahead and uh, download some free music over at SoundCloud. And the music you heard at the top of the show was Them Guilty Aces, a local Chicago rockabilly band that has tons of great music for you to download over on iTunes. Well, that does it. That's the end of the show, man. My name's Christian. And my name's Damon. And that's the Amazing Nerd Show. You totally jar jar that. Missy called Jaja and Binks. Missy, your humble servant. That won't be necessary. Oh, but it is. It is demanded by the gods, it is. 